It's great to have you with us from wherever you're tuning in from. For more information about Elevate Church or to contact us, head to our website elevatechurch.me and take us wherever you go by downloading our Elevate Church AU app. We hope this message inspires and helps you to take your next steps in your journey. Hey, um, some of you already know this about me, but if you don't, let me catch you up. Um, I am a very good painter, all right? Now you know. And, and I don't mean like the Van Gogh, Picasso painter. I'm talking like house painting, technically. Uh, and the reason I know I'm a good painter is not only do we have a disproportionately large number of educators here at Elevate Church, we also have a disproportionately large number of people involved in the painting industry. And I get regular compliments from them. Neil Gibbs, CEO of the Bunnings Belmont Paint Department, uh, saw one of my more, more recent projects, and he, who never says this word out loud, said, wow. And I thought, okay, that sounds to me like a compliment. Um, one, of our other, uh, one of our other team who runs their own painting business saw one of my projects, and they said this. This was like intended as a creative compliment. Uh, they said, well, Mark, they're like, well, Mark, uh, if the church leading thing doesn't work out for you, you can come and work for me. And I was like, uh, okay, I think that's a compliment. Um, and my brother-in-law, who also runs his own uh, paint business, uh, his, his way of uh, giving compliments is he looks at my work and says, yeah, I'd sign off on that. Okay, you know, you try a bit harder, but okay, I'll take it. But here's the reality. I wasn't always such a good painter. And, and, the, and the reason that I wasn't such a good painter, the bit about painting that I love is rolling on the final coat. The final coat. It's just like, it's like, it's a luxurious thing. But everything up to that point is just a grind, especially the preparation. Or at least that's how I used to view it. It's like, look, I get it painting over these crevasses in the wall. They're probably going to still show up no matter how many layers of paint I put on. But I just, you know, patching and taping and sanding and cleaning. It's like, oh, can I just get to the final roll? Come on now. Until one day, and I watch quite a lot of fixer-upper shows. You can talk to my therapist later as to why. But anyway, I watch quite a lot of fixer-upper shows. And I remember watching one, this one particular fixer-upper show. And uh, based in San Diego, and they'd gone into this like apartment, and it needed a big fixer-upper. And so they'd done the demo, demo day, the sledgehammers going, all that sort of business, clean that up. And then the, the general contractor uh, was in there, and he was doing all the preparation, getting ready for the, the, the you know, official build process to start. And uh, I, I'm just watching this. Like, and he said these words in the show. He said, this, as he's doing the preparation, not glamorous, stuff you won't even see because it'll be covered up by other things. But he said this. He said, this is the stage. Now, he, in fact, he said, I love this stage. And I'm like, you're weird. I love this stage because this is the stage that sets you up for success. And that was my turning point. From that moment onwards, I decided I'm going to put more effort and attention to detail into the preparation stage, than, and therefore, I will be ultimately setting myself up for success. And this is really the principle of why we've been teaching this series in January 
of 2023, a new you. Because our lives and our experiences are intrinsically connected, not only to who we are today, but also our future experiences will be intrinsically tied to who we're becoming through 2023 and beyond. In January, we very much view January as the preparation phase for a new year. And if we do this well, if we are very intentional, very uh, attention to detail, we don't kind of skip over this, take some shortcuts, but we we'll really look at what it might look like to create a new you in January, then we'll be more likely to set ourselves up for success throughout this year. So if you missed any of those first three weeks, this is week four, you can jump on our podcast. It's got, telling you where to find it. Just go to any of the podcast platforms, Search Elevate Church Perth will be there, and uh, you can catch up with them. Today, I want to talk about building a new you. What, this is like the final piece in this series, what, what it looks like, and, and, and a real key kind of ingredient. So if you've got your smartphones, I know you do, how about you scan this flow code? It's going to take you to Luke chapter 14. Now, Luke was one of Jesus' four biographers that we currently have access to. Uh, may not have been the only four, but they're the four that have made its way into uh, the New Testament. Uh, Luke was a doctor, and he went around after Jesus had uh, left the building and collected eyewitness accounts and collated them. And so in chapter 14, I want to drop us into that. And what we've done actually each of the, four, of the first three weeks is we've looked at uh, three separate of Jesus' interactions with people. Week one, uh, a group of uh, people brought their blind friend to Jesus in the hope that Jesus might be able to heal him. And Jesus did. Uh, and really linked the idea that how we see the world has a very direct correlation to how we experience the world. And, and whilst we might not be physically blind, we can get greater clarity, see things more how God sees them through 2023. The second week, we looked at Zacchaeus, who was a tax collector, despised by his uh, fellow uh, Jews for ripping them off and on behalf of the Roman Empire and skimming a bit more for himself. He, he encountered Jesus, and just by being in the, in the presence of Jesus, without Jesus even telling him off, he acknowledged that it's me, I, I'm the problem, it's me. You can read it for yourself in the gospel according to T. Swizz. Last week, Rob talked about another tax collector who also experienced transformation by being in Jesus' presence. And he, despite having a very questionable past, Jesus was able to use his past and take his present to create a new future in his life. Well, today, I'm not going to look at an interaction that Jesus had, but more, this is something that Jesus taught. This is something that he instructed the people that were gathered there, and this very much holds up today. So he says this, is there anyone here who, planning to build a new house, doesn't first sit down and figure the cost so you know if you can complete it? I mean, if you only get the foundation laid and then run out of money, you're going to look pretty foolish. Everyone passing by will, will poke fun at you. <laughs> he started something he couldn't finish. And 
this kind of sounds like a rhetorical question, is there, a, and it kind of is, but really the inference is that, yeah, there are some people who don't do this. You know, it's like, if we wanted to just to translate it into modern day Aussie, Jesus, it might be something like, what sort of an idiot wouldn't first, if they're going to build a new house, sit down and figure out, like, who in the world, like, and, but again, this, this inference is that people, some people don't. Now, house is his metaphor for life. Is anyone who, when they're trying to build a better, a newer, a higher life, wouldn't, fir- like, who, who wouldn't do that? But the inference is, well, some people don't. And they leap in, and then they don't finish. And he, and he, he highlights the key that, that we actually have to first figure out the cost. So we've spent the first three weeks talking about like deciding what you want, maybe a key area in our life that we're going to really try to allow God to create a new us. You know, like create a new me. What? Sounds overwhelming. Sure. We'll just create a new part of you, but by definition, you're still therefore creating a new you. So we've been talking about like, well, what does that look like? You know, step one, what, what sort of new me do I want that to look like? Now we're going to shift into this idea that we have to then determine what it's going to take. That there's going to be a cost. And I can't even tell you what that cost is going to be because it's bespoke to you. It's bespoke to the decisions you've made. It's bespoke to the area or areas you want God to work on in you. It's bespoke to your past, your current circumstance. It's bespoke. But I will give you this money back guarantee that if you're serious about it and you go to pursue this consistently, there will be a cost. So we're starting with the question, you know, what do you actually want? But now we're asking the question, and how much do you actually want it? Because if it's just a romantic notion, <laughs> but it's not tethered to some sort of determination, then guess what? It, it will remain a fantasy, a wish. And it's unlikely to happen. And it's unlikely to happen especially Especially when we start to experience some pushback, some obstacles, some challenges. It's like, well, you know, maybe I don't really want this after all. Like, is it worth it? To determine what you want and then determine what's it going to take and, and how much do I really, really, really want this? See, using Jesus' metaphor of building a new house, man, we've just done it. It's amazing, Gail, amazing when you start. There's romantic notions of this new house. You can picture it. You get the artist or the architect's drawings. You get nowadays, you can see 2Ds and sometimes 3Ds elevation. And you see them, it's like, woo-hoo-hoo, this is exciting. This is exciting. Especially if you signed a fixed price contract. This is exciting. Oh, my God. And you picture yourself living in there, decorating it, furnishing it. Picture friends and family coming around. And you're able to host them and create new memories. And oh, Wonderful. But guess what? None of that is the building phase. That's just the wishing phase. That's just the romanticizing phase. And it's a beautiful phase. But if it's not then coupled with rolling up one's sleeves, getting 
into it and pushing through obstacles, then it will simply remain a romantic idea. So we've got to count the cost and then be willing to pay the price. Now, we started this series and I said something that on the surface sounds a little controversial. I said that in 2023, there are some things that you and I will not be able to pray into existence. Mm hmm. Uh -huh. Okay. Yeah, some of you are about to unfriend me on social media. I get it. Blocked. But there's a comma there. There's some things that we won't be able to pray into existence in 2023. We can only act them into existence. Now, I qualified it, and let me double click on this again. We need to pray while we're acting them into existence, pray for strength and courage and direction. But it's the action, it's us taking actual next steps while we're praying that's going to see a lot of the things come about or not. Now, Louisa, my wife, uh, she's in a leadership role in a public uh, high school setting. And uh, mid 2022, sharing this story with permission, mid-2022, um, new principal came in halfway through the year, beginning of, of term three. New principal came in and uh, offered, well, said to Louisa wouldn't have her current role in 2023, that they'd move her into a sort of a sidewards move, but this sidewards move would come with no uh, progression opportunities. It would just be like, it's, have its own lid. So that didn't appeal. And then it started to become quite evident that this new principle was a little bit unhinged and was bringing in unknowingly or knowingly or a, a toxic culture, which, by the way, 45 staff resigned at the end of the year, if you're wondering whether that... that are, you, are you sure it was not just Louise that thought it was toxic? No, it was her and 44 colleagues. Uh, does that sound like a lot, Gail? It sounds like a lot. So... Um, Anyway, so, 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 the, so the warning lights were coming on Louisa's dashboard and she decided, look, I've got to get out of here. And term three and term four is when most schools start to advertise positions. Um, and so she's looking on all the, the various uh, forums to get them and started applying. Now, ultimately, Louisa applied to 15, for 15 positions, the same positions that she was doing, but in, in other schools, 15 positions, which doesn't sound like much, right? Because you just email out your resume to 15 schools, but I learned watching her do these applications, that's not how it works in this particular protocol, that every single school requires you to address specific selection criteria of theirs, and when you address said selection criteria, you have to tether your answers, your responses to their vision statement, business plan, demographics, and so on. So I discovered that each application there was no copying and pasting here, it would be a 10 plus hour ordeal. Now, Louisa works about 60 plus hours a week. Her commute at the time, a daily commute was 90, 90 kilometer round trip. Um, so next time people tell you it's a small world, tell them that's rubbish. Um, and would come home exhausted and then get busy doing these applications because you only have this window. 
So of the 15 applications, she uh, had eight interviews. Again, you had to prepare specifically ahead of time. They would send you maybe the questions they're going to ask, so on and so forth, for each interview. And uh, first interview, didn't get the job. Second interview, different school, didn't get the job. Third interview, didn't get the job and asked husband the question, am I wasting my time here? Husband asks, and by the way, write this down, man. The question is, do you want comfort or advice? <laughs> write, it, write it down. I'm telling you, it will save you millions of dollars in couples therapy. <laughs> Sweetheart, I, this sounds pretty frustrating. Before I go anywhere with this, do you want comfort or advice? And she's like, comfort. And I'm like, damn, wrong answer. <laughs> so I'm, I'm great at advice. Anyway, good, but it's a very important question. Uh, third interview, fourth interview, fifth interview, sixth interview, seventh interview. Now she's not asking, is it worth it? She's shake, like Louise, shaking her fist at God. Did you get some of this blowback, Kaylee? Shaking her fist at God. Because some of her other colleagues, the, the 45 or the 44, they were getting new jobs. Louisa wasn't getting new jobs. It's like, God! And she felt that God was leading her into something new, but seemingly not coming through for her. She's getting angry at him. It's okay. He's got big boy pants. Moral of the story, having put these applications out, having gone through these interviews, final week of term four, 2022, Louisa got her new job at a new school, which she officially starts tomorrow. And I'm just saying this, I'm like, oh, proud husband. Or, or. No, it, yes, but I got to have a front row seat through this whole, you know, four to five month ordeal of, of someone who counted the cost and there was a cost and paid the price even when it got janky and discouraging and felt like, there was no progress, no breakthrough, hope was fading, kept at it. And look, Captain Obvious will tell you this. She wouldn't be starting this new job tomorrow if she'd quit at any point through that process just because it was too hard. So if maybe you want to, like, write something prominent on your fridge or your dashboard, or your journal. or whatever. Here's a fun uh, phrase that sums it up for me. Don't just wish for it. Work for it. And, and what, but fill in the it. Don't just wish for it in 2023. Work for it. See, this is why Jesus instructs us that before we even get going, first, figure out if you have enough to complete the build. And my question then is, well, enough what? Now, if you're building a physical house, some of that's kind of obvious. In fact, the bank will answer it for you, that whether you have enough money. Uh, this doesn't quite look like that, like resources, because sometimes God will call us to start something that when we start it, we don't have everything at our disposal. We just have some things. And as we put them into play, then God tends to, keep us supplied along the way if we don't quit. I think some of the things that are more important than enough resources are things like 
enough desire? Before you're going to build a new you, do you have enough desire? Because if you don't, probably spare us all the pain, yourself included. Enough commitment, enough resolve, enough courage, enough perseverance, enough resourcefulness. Sometimes resourcefulness is more valuable than resources. Because resourcefulness looks at what you've got in your hand and asks the question, how can I derive the maximum return for what I've got now that may actually open doors of opportunity for me as we go through this process? So decide what you want, decide how much you want it, and then be willing to do whatever it takes. Now, I'm not talking about stuff that will end up with you experiencing some jail time. I'm just talking about like, Things will almost invariably get hard and not everyone pushes through. I've said this for years. Sometimes the, 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 the distance between breaking down and breaking through can be paper thin. But if you quit on the wrong side of that, you'll never, you'll never find out what it looks like in your life. See, <laughs> there's a difference between wanting things and wanting the things that are required of us to get the things. This is the easy bit. Come and, come and, come and sit with me later on. I'll show you my Amazon Australia wish list. There's a whole lot of things that I want, but they're going to cost something. And that's why they're still in my wish list, but they're only going to stay in my wish list if I'm not prepared to pay the price, to do whatever it takes to ultimately convert them from my wish list to my reality. That's not a recommendation that you spend money. Some of you are still paying off your Christmas debt. But, 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 but it acknowledges that it's almost never, God's almost never going to just simply parachute us into our new you. That it's not an event, that He is a God of miracles, no question. Don't ever say God's no for Him. But most of the change and the transformation is a process, not an event. So don't cash in your future just because it's getting too hard in the present. Now, the reason Louisa isn't here this morning is uh, second half of last year, we got a new puppy, real dog, Nikki. We got a, got a new puppy. She's just tipped over six kilograms on the scales. It's quite a miracle. Uh, when does real dog kick in? Probably double digits, right? Oh, like Kilos, yeah, all right. Well, well, in the words of Bon Jovi, we're halfway there. Um, <laughs> So, and, and puppy had her girly bits uh, done this week. So Louis at home uh, being abhorrent. Um, but here's the thing about getting a, a doggo. Those of you who are doggo owners, you already know this, fellow porrents, is uh, you got to take them for walks. Walkies. Don't say, it's like, like I never say, hey Siri, when I'm at someone else's house because it triggers their iPhone. And I never say walkies. We just spell it out. You guys get the ding. <laughs> Unless you actually are going for walkies. Well, here's the thing. We, Louise and I, we've lived in the same suburb for 25 years, a quarter of a century. And we're now taking little pups for walkies. And I'm seeing things. Some of them are on my, on my street. Some of them half a block away. I've never seen before. Half a block away, one of our neighbors has a red British telephone booth in their front yard. I'm like, did they just get this put in here? No, it's been there for about 17 years. But I'm walking at the speed of puppy, and I'm seeing, I'm seeing things that I've never, 
ever seen before. Now, one of the things I can't help noticing is there is a lot of construction going on in our suburb. A lot. People that didn't travel during COVID decided to do some upgrades or some reno or some demo and then rebuild. Right? So we've got this mixture of vacant blocks where they've done the, you know, detonate, not renovate. And then we've got some sort of building sites that are in various stages of progress. And here's one thing I've noticed. <laughs> building sites, like in progress, actually look worse than vacant blocks. You know, you've got building rubble strewn around. You've got yellow sand piles over here. You've probably got a skip bin somewhere that the neighbors are waiting for the sun to go down so they can put their stuff in. Uh, never done that. <clears throat> um, there, there, oh, there's a, there's a portaloo. One of our builders, when, when he was building at our place, told me he once turned up on a building site and during the night someone had pushed the portaloo over. Oh, oh, ain't no amount of chemicals that can get that. No, anyway. Uh, there's scaffolding, there's temp fences that kind of, you know, let's hope they're temp. Um, and and you know, they probably like busted up the footpath, so me and Pups have to, you know, take a detour because. If Pups falls in, there's probably we'll never get her back. Um, and, and if you didn't know any better, you could look at these in-progress building sites and conclude to yourself that whoever's in charge there seemingly has no idea what they're doing because this just looks like a hot mess. But let me tell you the one person who doesn't feel that way, and that's the builder. Because the builder understands that it's a process. The builder understands that, that, that they're working towards something. And, and everything that you're seeing from one day to the next is a result of what they're doing from one day to the next. And, and, and someone who didn't know any better might think that they failed. But the builder will say, no, I haven't failed. We haven't finished. So let me circle back to the second warning that Jesus threw out there for us. If you only get the foundation laid and then run out of money, you're going to look pretty foolish. Everyone passing by will poke fun at you. He started something he couldn't finish. You may run into some of these people, I mean the people that are poking fun, this year as you set course to creating a new you. Because you might find that the creating of the new you is going to take longer than you expected. And you told your friends and family back in January, and it's September, and you don't look like a new you. You kind of look about the same. And they might laugh at you. But Jesus says, at least at this point, you haven't stopped, don't stop building. It, 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 may, it may ultimately be harder than even well-meaning people understand. And you're giving it everything you've got, and it's a grind. And not everyone is going to get that, and, but, 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 but don't stop building. It might, even, might not take the exact path that you anticipated. And some people might not understand that caught you by surprise, but don't stop 
building and, 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 and your best explanation, not that you have to explain everything to everyone all the time anyway, but if this is someone you feel might benefit from an explanation, just say to them, I haven't failed, I just haven't finished. And then keep on building. So let me read this whole slice of Jesus' instruction again. Is there anyone here who, planning to build a new house, doesn't first sit down and figure the cost so you'll know you can complete it? Be that person. If you only get the foundation laid and then run out of money, don't be that person. You're going to look pretty foolish. Everyone passing by will poke fun at you. He started something he couldn't finish. You know, I read this, uh, and apart from slicing and dicing it, I take great encouragement from this. I mean, it sounds a bit like, oh, Jesus, you know, kind of leaning a bit heavily into This actually assumes that you and I can potentially finish, can potentially get to the new you that God's nudging you to, nudging me to. If it wasn't possible, Jesus wouldn't have bothered teaching. He didn't waste his words. He spoke to the potential that we have to complete the work or allow him to complete the work and do our part in the journey. I find incredibly encouraging. Jesus actually, he's ready, not just with the participation medal, he's ready with the victor's medal. He's ready with the you actually got their medal. The new you, the new, the higher, the better. And uh, so I just thought we're finishing this month, this series, uh, I want to pray for you, and uh, I don't know what you are thinking of. Um, some of you are here for the first time today, so you're like, what the heck? Uh, think, I feel like I've missed something. Yeah, you, you have, but hey, it's great. You're here. We love that. You can catch up. No problem. Um, but just this idea, and really, you know, January kind of comes shrink-wrapped with this in our culture anyway. New, New Year, whether you want to call them resolutions, revelations, whatever. Doesn't matter. But just new, new, higher, better. Uh, in 2023. So let me pray for you all. Uh, Some churches say, close your eyes and bow your head, which by the way, think about it. You only need to do one or the other. They achieve the same purpose. There you go. That's for free this morning. But you can even pray with your eyes open. Jesus said, Kimberly, watch and pray. So there you go. So Lord, I thank you. I thank you that you very much, your heart is to set us up for success. The you that you see for us, the you that you see us experiencing in our lives. And I thank you that you give us every day, every month, every year, fresh opportunities to present ourselves to you. And so thankfully, God, as we sit here this morning, uh, we're in your presence and uh, there's decisions being made, there's prayers being prayed, there's maybe even desperate cries of the heart being put out there. God, I know that you're going to walk ahead of us and you're going to walk beside us this year. And I thank you in advance for everything that you're going to do for us, in us, and through us in Jesus' name. Amen. We really hope you got a lot out of this message. 
If you live in the Perth area, we'd love for you to join one of our live experiences. For times and directions, as well as information, head to our website, elevatechurch.me. For those of you beyond the Perth area, we'd love for you to connect with our online experience, which premieres every Sunday via YouTube and Facebook Live, and on demand immediately after. And to partner with us to reach more people by giving financially, head to our website, elevatechurch.me, and also download our Elevate Church AU app.